0: AI isn't going anywhere now. This is a standard part of our toolset. You know, you, probably more you want to look for people that actually are able to use the current tools, use them well, able to you know find out when they come up with the wrong information, well, and able to add their own smarts to uh, to the research that that a tool like ChatGPT does. Well, and you can
1: rest assured they're going to use it when they get their jobs. <laughs> the
0: New Zealand Tech Podcast. Brought to you by gorilla Technology. Proactive and strategic IT. Hey folks, greetings and welcome along to the New Zealand Tech Podcast. I'm your host Paul Spain. It's good to be back. Uh, a big thank you to our show partners to 1NZ, 2Degrees, uh, Spark, HP and Guerrilla Technology. And it's good to have Bill Bennett in the studio. Bill, how are you? I'm good, Paul. Great to have you here. Maybe for uh, for any listeners who've been hiding under a rock and don't know who you are in this big wide world of tech and media in New Zealand, um, can you can you fill folks in?
1: Yeah, I'm a I'm a journalist. I've been writing about technology for longer than most of the people listening have been alive. I would imagine <laughs> these days I, I do some work for the Herald, but usually business features. Um, But I still run a weekly telecommunications newsletter, which I run from my site, billbennett.co.nz, if anyone's interested. And I do bits and pieces here and there to do with technology, writing. Sometimes my stuff appears in overseas publications and so on.
0: Yep, I keep seeing your work come up in all sorts of places, Bill. So always a privilege to have you on the show. Uh, Lots we wanted to talk about today. Uh, Satellite uh, disruption causing tractors to uh, basically stop and <laughs> stop in their tracks. Uh, we want to talk a little bit about um, skills shortages and how that's um, causing delays with uh, with fiber uh, installations. We've had news of um, this uh, cooperation uh, intelligence and technology cooperation uh, between military uh, New Zealand and, and Australia. We're hearing about uh, an amnesty for students caught uh cheating with chat GPT uh here in New Zealand. Um and then there's a whole bunch of things happening on the on the international front as well um that I hope we'll have we'll have time to uh to to delve into uh some of some of those things. Yeah, India getting uh smacked down for uh uh illegal uh tech import uh, tariffs as is, is what we're hearing and a bunch more so autonomous uh flight in there a bit of a bit of space uh a bit of ai um and so on so let's let's start bill the first story I heard about these tractors getting uh getting you know basically caused to uh to halt in in australia and um apparently uh also for for new zealand although i haven't seen any any local reports the uh the original stories were very much uh, seem to be coming out of uh, Australia. The first headline didn't really ring true for me because it was talking about this one uh, Inmarsat uh, satellite uh, impacting GPS. Was how the story went. Now, you know, GPS uh, is is a uh, you know a, a service that you can um, you know you can publicly access for free, and and there's a range of these these different. Um, you know, uh, services not you know not just now the the, the GPS service which the US launched, but um, but other ones that help us work out our our location. Um, but drilling in a little bit more, uh, it seemed like this particular uh, satellite uh, used by a lot of the uh, the the um, somewhat autonomous uh, tractors that have, that have been out and around for you know, over, over a decade now. They'll you know, um, guide themselves down a particular um, track. This satellite um, allows this accuracy down to a couple of centimetres. Yeah. So that was kind of the key bit that was maybe missing in, in you know, one or two of the first uh, media reports. Well, that's right. But uh, that's precision
1: agriculture, as they call it. Mm. And um, I always thought the precision agriculture was down to a meter or two, so um, I wasn't I wasn't aware that it was down to as, as distances as small as two centimeters. But my, my guess is, Paul, that it's probably a bigger deal in Australia because they have different kinds of farming. I mean, we don't have the huge wheat fields here with those combine mm, harvesters mm, and so mm, on mm. that they have in Australia. So we so it's possibly that's possibly one reason why it's different here. But um, yeah, it's, well, it's basically back to the single point of failure, because there would be other ways of getting that information. There's but other places that Australian farmers can buy it. But my understanding is there's some kind of exclusive contract with one satellite, and that's, what's, that's the problem. The problem is it's just the one satellite. Would it stop them from uh, plowing and sowing? I, I guess it could, because they probably do need, they probably see that accuracy as vital now. Is there any information on when that's coming back? By the way,
0: that's a good question. There were a few other bits and pieces of information that have come through in the last uh, twenty-four to forty-eight hours. There was a story from uh, from from the Guardian um, about this particular issue. Said that they were stalled you know, due to this um, outage, but. That you know, in some cases, they've they, you know they they're still stuck. There are workarounds, so it seems yeah, like yes. you know you can just link to the normal uh, you know GPS satellites and and you know most of these tractors, and you'll get operating again, but not at the same accuracy level. And it seems like the accuracy level that they're operating at now allows them to get much better results out, yeah, of there, yeah. out, of, out of their fields. There's not as much wastage. And, and in um, Australia, so it's, it's water a big is difference. much more of a
1: problem in Australian farming than it is mm, in New Zealand mm. farming. I mean, we, we, we have problems with the water quality occasionally, but we don't have problems in general with the lack of it in this country, whereas in Australia they really do have to measure their water usage uh, much more precisely than, than we do. Mm, mm. Um, I look. I think, as I said, as I said at the start, I think it's back to that single point of failure, and and really, it's more of a business issue than a technical issue. In that they've got to resolve a way of getting um, a fallback mm. system in place, so that when this happens, they're not stuffed.
0: Yeah, some good some <laughs> some good lessons I'm sure uh, will have been learnt, and uh, you know, hopefully that means we don't see. These sorts of oddities, again, and look, we see it in a in an isolated case like this, where the overall impact might not be that big. But I think there, you know there are broader there are broader lessons yeah. where you know you leave these sorts of things going, and actually you know the impact can be you know can be really really uh, you know catastrophic if if you've well. left things in place that could could cause all sorts of flow ons, whether whether it's with food supply, which yeah obviously when it when it comes to impacting farms there's there's uh, likely to be an impact on 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 food at some time but the, you know this is probably not quite so urgent but uh, well i don't know there's yeah. there are problems emerging with food
1: actually mm, well mm, i mean particularly mm, because mm. of the war in ukraine as well yeah. so and, and i'm guessing that i mean i'm guessing from what i know about australian agriculture this is probably to do with the wheat farming is that right
0: so. um well i think it, it can impact a whole yeah. range of yeah. um, areas so yeah, I think. Um, I mean, you don't have to worry too much about where a
1: sheep is, for example, in two centimeters. But maybe a, a a seed, a corn, you know, a corn seed or a wheat seed, it might be might be important.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm absolutely sure that it is. Um, now we've heard about um, you know, Cora, Cora sent through some some information around skill shortage leading to uh, delays in fibre. Installation now, that caught me a, a a little bit off guard. I have to say because we've got very used to in New Zealand with the ultrafast broadband initiative. We're now in this position whereby, look, we we're, we're used to being able to get a, a new fibre install done, you know, very very swiftly. And to hear that uh, these these things are, are taking longer, I th- I think the, the commentary from Chorus was, you know, typically uh, fifteen days from order. To get a new fibre installation, that's getting it from the street into your home, so it becomes much quicker once that work has been done. Um, but in some parts of the country, people can be waiting, you know, two and a half months to yeah. uh, to to get their uh, their fibre install. So you can see how that's going to have an impact on you know business scenarios and and individuals that are uh, moving. And I guess the the fortunate thing is we've got. Uh, some pretty good 4G and and 5G uh, well, connectivity around lots of places of the country. Well, we have. I mean,
1: look, look, there's there's there's, a, there's two or three things involved in this story. The first one is is there is a skill shortage of fiber technicians, and they're in. I mean, our our fiber network build is done for now. I mean, there, there could be more building. Um, there's there's some scope for that. But in general, it's done for now. So, um, so we're not building new networks. It's about just the installation side mm. of things, mm. except for um, in recent months we had those incredible weather events that have done mm. huge damage to, mm. to various networks around the the country. Yeah, and all the telecommunications companies that would include Chorus mm. and uh, and the fiber companies. Mm. Um, as a rule, they'll prioritise restoring existing customers over installing new customers. It's it's just because, you know, if you've been using fibre and your fiber's out, you don't want to wait 10 weeks to get that repaired. So the priority is to get people back online, and that's yep. what they've been doing around the country. They've been um, going in, particularly in Hawke's Bay and in Northland and the and Western Bay of Plenty. They've been... Um, going in, repairing broken fibers, uh, and so on. And that's, that's got a lot to do with why there's a backlog. The second thing is that there's is, is actually a shortage of technicians here. Now, one of the reasons for the shortage is that the the big builders moved on to other places. So um, it's a global workforce as a rule for that kind of work. And, and the mm, people can, mm, mm. some of those people can go and get jobs in other places where they're now building their fiber yeah. networks. And some of them have gone. But we're still. I mean, a, a while ago, I, late last year, I was talking to um, to JB Russo at um, at, at Chorus, mm. and he was saying that we're about three hundred technicians short. Well, now they're about two hundred technicians short, so it's, it's improved. And the, the the there's some there's some really interesting reasons why they're short. And one of them is is that um, a lot of the technicians who came over for the initial fiber build um, came from countries. Um, like India and the Philippines and are, are places around the Pacific and so on. Um, and they they got residency. A lot of those people got residency. They brought their families with them when they came. Um, they have residency in New Zealand. And it turns out like, what happens when you come from one of those places and you didn't have residency and suddenly you do have residency is the first thing you, you think is, well, okay, now I've got residency, I'm free to travel home to visit my homeland and see my family back there and, and, and so on. And a lot of them did that. And we expect a lot of those people will come back to New Zealand at some point. You know, right. they're, they're not, so
0: so if that happens within a reasonably short period of time for a large group of people, yeah. you actually create some, some some pain. Yeah, some pain. I mean, yeah.
1: Uh, uh, yeah. And, and it's de- that's definitely an element of it. Um, and the other element of it was was that people weren't coming over during the COVID period you know, when the country was locked down. So, so we we basically got into a bit of mess with with the number of technicians. Um, and realistically, I mean, the, the government is looking at putting these technicians back on the priority lists for immigration, but I don't think that's happened yet. I think there's some there's some kind of um, something's been slowing that. I'm not sure what what that is Mm, mm. but my guess is my guess is that this will this problem will go away over time but um we've probably got you know another six months or so of some pain to go
0: Mm, mm. yeah oh it's it's um yeah it's a bit a bit of a challenge for those that are caught in that position but yeah as we mentioned there there are other connectivity options in in new zealand now and in, in most cases, and look, one thing I would, I, yeah, probably always encouraged is, uh, look, if you know, if you've got some premises and you haven't got fibre installed, you know, get get the install done because y- you imagine if you had an opportunity in the past, you could have got it done quickly, yeah. and then you know, a situations come up where you really need it, and uh, now you now you could be waiting, uh, you know, ten weeks. They, right? they, they don't still have it, but about four five
1: years ago. Uh, what was then called Vodafone, now called One, um, had a product which was was in effect you booked your fibre install, and you got a, a fixed wireless modem to stick in the, the stick in your house whilst you waited for the um, um, the install. And then when the install came, that would act as uh, as a backstop for your fibre. I mean, not that fibre goes out, you know. Very often, actually, pretty
0: pretty really. I had it actually fail at fail at home, and there was a some sort of fiber break under under the house, and uh, they yeah they had to uh, they had to run a a a new um, you know piece into the into the house, which was Uh, pretty unusual. Well, it's funny because last night actually was probably the first time that I can remember that our
1: fiber actually stopped uh, while we were streaming um, TV, and. It's really annoying because when it's you know because you know what it's even if it stops just for a, a minute or, or and, it, and I think it stopped for less than a minute I think it might just may just have been a blip the um the optical network terminator you know that device mm. has to reboot and that's a two minute reboot yeah okay. and then when that happens <laughs> the router has to reboot yeah so it's actually so you're actually out for like you know five minutes or something when that when that happens. Um, but it was it was interesting because it because I I you know I got up from the sofa and had a look around. And I could just see these things were rebooting. So um, it, 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 it's annoying when it happens, but it's so rare. I mean, we've had fiber for five years. I think that's the first time it's happened. So
0: yeah, it's it's super reliable, isn't it? Yeah. Now we very scant information's come through on this one, but we've heard an, an announcement that the Military Australia and, and New Zealand are expanding their uh, cooperation in terms of um, intelligence sharing. Um, this is a story that uh, I'm, I'm not sure if it if it's actually had any coverage locally, but picked up by um, by the ABC in Australia. Very very light on the detail, um, but I guess from my perspective and a New Zealand perspective. Australia tends to have much bigger budgets, more money to to spend, and from a defence perspective, they're probably a lot more geared up than us. So you, you would hope that uh, whatever they're doing on the partnership front, yeah, you know, is is probably quite helpful for for New Zealand. Well, there, uh,
1: that's true, but there's there's areas where they're strong, um, and we're not so strong, and there's areas where we are strong as well with um with our um, military. Actually, I, I was thinking when I saw this, you know. Um, I think it was in Catch Twenty Two that the term uh, military intelligence was said to be an oxymoron. <laughs> 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 um, but, but, but it's a yeah, you know, but it's, it's a, but it's a very real thing, and, and there are areas where we there are areas. I mean, we probably have a much better grasp of what's going on in the Pacific than the Australians would, for example, um, and our our relations with uh, Pacific nations would be in general better in, 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 in those terms. So, so it's it's not a one way traffic. Mm-hmm. Um, And um, what this is, this is kind of linked to what's been going on with Five Eyes and and the fact that the the Western um, democracies are kind of integrating their espionage and intelligence to a much greater degree than perhaps in the past. And it's become a little bit more urgent in recent times. I mean... I, I, I don't really want to name names specifically, but if say, for example, things were to go off in Taiwan, then it's, this is going to be quite life or death or it could be life or death for everyone involved. So there's definitely a feeling that um, the world's becoming a little bit more hostile for us in Australia and New Zealand than it would, would have been in the past and a, just a little bit more risky
0: yeah and yeah certainly more polarizing um you know situations on that on that geopolitical front and and then there's a you know there's a whole sort of deep discussion we could go into on privacy and where our data' is going and who do we trust and and so on this particular announcement didn't didn't have a whole lot of details so I you know I think um, we we will let we'll leave it at that. Um, now the other topic that's you know very relevant um, I guess from a from a, a local New Zealand perspective is this uh, news that that um, just came through in 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 the last sort of twenty four hours around um, Massey University students allegedly caught using chat ChatGPT uh, to cheat. Being offered an amnesty in exchange for their confessions, which i f- I find fascinating because it just doesn't sort of seem to line up, I guess, with the typical you know what you expect to be going on in in a university scenario, but it highlights the, the probably the rock in a hard place that um you know some institutions find themselves in, which is look, you know we've we've built up these these programs in a you know particular manner. You know we need we need people to submit uh their their assignments uh and we don't you know that they, they haven't necessarily geared up because these things take time to accommodate for the role of chat gpt well, and we know that it's very, very unlikely um in fact i would I would say it's a it's it's completely unlikely that Massey University can can be a hundred percent sure. Over which students have used ChatGPT um, versus versus others? Maybe, maybe no. not quite so much because if you were if you're really smart with the tools, I guess you could analyze somebody's existing content versus the the you know well, you, you get really smart with your tools, you probably can yeah. can be quite black and white. But I I wouldn't imagine they're going to put in that level of uh, resource to work out who's using who's there's, using chat gpt right there's
1: just so much in this story right but one of the things that's not we're not told in the um, in the news reports is which particular students are supposed to have used this now i i am going to say something which i think a lot of people uh, listening to the podcast will probably may upset you um, but stick with me but no but, <laughs> but but stick with me because it's because it, it's an important point about this mm. and that is is that if it's easy to write the assignments using ChatGDP, there's probably something amiss in the way that the courses are structured and assessed because um, what, it's, in, it's a gross simplification, but ChatGDP is, is essentially a much, much extended version of what happens when you type something into Google and it finishes the sentence for you, yeah. except you know you type something into ChatGDP and it finishes the whole essay for you yeah. and it's it's really just picking the most obvious things to do next um, and so it's a very smart prediction engine it's, yeah but it's but it's a prediction engine it's a very mm. smart mm. one mm. and so if you're if you're um if you're writing assessments where you've got to be creative and uh, and come up with original thinking and so on, then I'd imagine that chat GDP wouldn't be very good at doing that right. But if it's something where you have to um, you know where there's a lot of uh, a, a huge amount of material already out there mm-hmm. that's been fed into the um, into the machine learning models that these that the software uses then you know what that's available for you to read that's available for the students to read and assimilate and spew back out again in their own words anyway so mm-hmm. so in a sense I'm saying that there's something that if you're um if, you're, if, if if you as an academic institution are struggling with that then there's something in what you're doing and what you're expecting from your students that might need to be rethinking as well as anything to do with cheating I'm not saying that the cheating problem is not a problem but at the same time I mean I'm sure that when um, word processors were first you know used that people might have thought that was cheating t- to use a word processor um I mean obviously it's not but you know what i'm saying it's yeah.
0: it, yep spell spell check you yeah. know we got uh, grammar more checkers. accuracy and 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 so on and, 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 i mean yeah. i mean and, and it's
1: using grammarly cheating mm. because mm. It, because mm.
0: in a sense
1: you're doing the same thing just on a different scale and in a different place yeah. so i'm not say, i'm not saying this isn't an issue it is an issue but i'm mm. saying that it's and, it, and it's quite right that the that uh, Messi wants to look at um at you know how it polices this mm. But it also should be, this should be a moment for there to be some introspection about what it is with their courses, which makes this a problem in the first place. And you know something? What what used to happen in some universities is the students would have to sit in front of a panel and speak, you know, answer questions uh, or, or, or speak and so on. And maybe we need to go back to doing more of that to assess people rather than, um, these assessments, which you know, if a, if if a AI robot can write a um, a passing assessment, then you know, like I say, we need to we need to reevaluate how we do assessments. There's a, there's another um, there's another aspect to this, which when I read the story and stuff, which makes me a bit uncomfortable, and that is, is if you ask for amnesty, your mark is hu- cut in half. Right, so you, you, your mark is cut by fifty percent, which means you will fail You failed anyway. So, so what that means is, is if anyone, I mean, I'm assuming here that some of the students who are going to be involved in this will probably be studying mathematics and are, and in there somewhere they will. They be,
0: did mention marketing uh, it, students in the in yeah, well the, they, in the story well, okay, but saw, they but could but, be they could yeah. be
1: students that got some mathematical expertise, mm, some mm, um, mm. game theory, perhaps mm, some knowledge mm. of statistics. Well, let me tell you, right. if you've got knowledge of statistics, you're better off taking your chances yeah. <laughs> and not losing half your score. And, and that's another sort of bit of muddled thinking from the university mm-hmm. about the way they're handling this. If you're going to give an amnesty, give the students an amnesty and just mark it as in, is. In its entirety. Right. Yeah. 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 Cutting yeah. their marks in half, that's actually an incentive not to dob yourself in mm and that's a and that's a silly move
0: yeah Yeah. no i yeah uh, i th- i think you're you're hundred percent right on on that one bill yeah the um the story that um stuff she had said at least twenty Massey students um have claimed amnesty uh in exchange for their their confessions it's i mean it's a bit of a shocker yeah you know, to me but i you know i guess there's there's always a a framework under which these things Operate, but you know Chat GPT is now a is now a standard part of the tool set of what it's, of what people will use uh, <laughs> to to research. Uh, look, if you're relying on it too much, then you're going to fail anyway because it's going to come up with wrong information, false information. Certainly, it's not very good at doing uh, maths. It's not very good at all sorts of things. Mm. And uh, you know we've all probably heard about the hallucinations that. That ChatGPT well. and uh, and and other AI systems have. So, yeah, I think there's a bunch of lessons here. What what you say around the um, the assessment? I you know I do think that there are there are mechanisms that would allow you to give you know equivalent or similar sort of assignments, um, but whereby you know you would create an environment that that folks couldn't necessarily lean on a well. on a tool like ChatGPT. Uh, but all of these things are going to take some time to to figure out and to put in place in in an appropriate um, of manner. Course, of course, there's a whole industry where you can buy essays online anyway. Mm, so, mm. Um, and again, that's why if you can put people in maybe a, a sort of an offline yeah. type, you know, context that they actually have, you know, exam rooms with, you know, computers configured in such a way uh, that yeah, you know, people have to go over what's in their head and not. Uh, not the other stuff if that's if that's really what you're looking for the question is is that the right way to do it because AI isn't going anywhere now this is a standard part of our tool set you know you, probably more you want to look for people that actually are able to use the current tools use them well, able to you know find out when they come up with the wrong information well, and able to add their own smarts to uh, to the research that that a tool like chat GPT does well and you can rest assured they're going to use it when they get their jobs when they leave.
1: <laughs> they yeah. leave. Yeah. But you know, um you you asked me earlier if I've been playing around with Chat g d p and I haven't I've been playing around with the mid-journey and the, the, the graphics. But the reason I haven't played around with it is because it's just too dangerous. I don't want to go yeah. there, you know. <laughs> yeah. uh, because it, it's tempting to yes, yeah. uh, and I just don't wanna I just don't wanna be yeah. get get into that position. Yeah. So other than just other than looking at it. As a journalist looking at something, yeah, to a point of view, I'm not going to go any further because it's just too risky.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I I hear you, Bill. Quite a quite a rabbit hole. Um, now India getting um getting a bit of a a, a smackdown for um illegal tech import um tariffs. Or you know, this is what we're hearing is that the World um, Trade Organization has has delivered a um you know a pretty harsh verdict on india's tech import um tariffs ruling that they're out of order and that they must end and this is interesting because they've now been in place for quite a number of years yeah. and you know it's basically made it um you know ne- next to impossible for you know, a, a range of uh brands to um You know, sell their product in India unless they're manufacturing uh, them in India because of those high import uh, tariffs. So it's 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 created, you know, all sorts of drama. It has helped India from you know from from their perspective. It's helped them. Uh, with increasing the the tech manufacturing that's going on there, and if you compare sort of India and India and China in terms of tech manufacturing, well, you know, night and day difference. Yeah. There hasn't been that much going on but ch- in India, but that has over these last few years, you know, really tracked up. So India kind of, you know, even even if they get a little, you know, slap with a with a wet bus ticket or you know, however oh, however it is, um, they're, they're, the, that, they're, yeah. the, they're the they're the they're the they're the winner. Um, yep. on the well even if it's you know like yes, stop now, now, who knows whether there'll be you know what there might be in terms of fines and 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 other things and and even whether the you know how how much power um the world trade organization has on that front, but they've already kind of got the advantage because the, you know so much um you know new manufacturing has flowed in to India, probably most famously um. You know, Apple uh, yeah, just uh, recently uh, as well growing, yeah. growing there manufacturing, which probably five years ago was maybe nothing. I'm not, I'm not sure, but it's certainly, certainly been. Uh, yeah, it's, been very, growing. it's very
1: recent, yeah. and and, and yeah. it's and it's precisely because of the geopolitical tensions. But mind mm-hmm. you, you know, India isn't necessarily on the right side of that geopolitical tension fence. Uh, again, it's, it's it's beyond our sort of scope in this podcast to talk about that, but. India. Never, Bill. But, Never. We'll take
0: any topic on.
1: India, <laughs> India, Russia, and China quite often sort of seem to be on the same side um, of that sort of anti Western rhetoric and so on. So, um, so, but it, but it, it's a good idea to spread your eggs around in different baskets when that could happen. Because, you know, mm. should things go pear shaped with China, um, suddenly all those factories making iPhones and um, iPads and so on won't be available you know, won't mm. be available mm. so um so spreading that to india makes a lot of sense india um, are
0: pushing back though aren't they so they yeah. they they uh they've said they're you know they're they're intending to appeal the ruling and these things take a long yeah. a long time so uh, we've got well, you know years ahead of us bef- exactly. before it's and actually, it, and, and that's uh, it settled i mean Kim, kim.com can tell you you yeah. know how long things things get stretched yeah. and, out right and <laughs> and
1: and, and um, in trade disputes that's exactly how it does work. but yeah. here's the other thing right India's probably had all the benefit of that tariff policy. Uh, it's, it's well, not perhaps all of it, but most of the benefits that it could have from that policy have probably already been had. So it would be so from India's point of view, this would be a much better time to change it than a few years ago. You know, mm-hmm. it, when it would have been. Over. But the other thing is, is that all the countries which rise in um, the tech manufacturing and the, and the tech sector. All of them had some form of this themselves in the past, mm, um, mm, and it's mm. it's it's pretty much how you how you jump a few steps up that ladder when you're industrializing and and um, and you know raising the technology level of your country. So it shouldn't come as any surprise that this has been happening. I think you're right. I think it'll take a while to unravel, and I think that by the time that's happened, India will have had all the benefits of of having uh, the field open to itself mm. um that it needs um i mean there, there was a time when um when japan was accused of doing exactly the same thing that's a long time ago. i mean um you know when i was when i was um at school it was a common uh, subject that the japanese uh, you know it's a common discussion that japanese mm. were doing that with mm. trade mm. so um so it's just what countries do going through that curve and then and in a sense when you get the um the world trade organization gets interested and starts slapping you down generally that happens when um when you don't need the policy
0: anymore anyway mm, so mm. um now a couple of other topics just to dive into quickly because we're just about out of um out of time merlin labs who um have you know part of their their work has been going on uh here in new zealand in terms of autonomous uh aircraft uh which is which is, is kind you know it's a fascinating space in 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 and of itself because of you know autopilot and and so on this sort of you know technology's been um you know around in in more simple uh forms for a for a very long time but I picked up a um a headline that was with um aviation um week and uh they highlighted that uh Merlin are going to be trialing their autonomous uh flights um in alaska um on uh, on cargo uh routes so this this technology we you know we know it's um you know it's been uh developed out of the the, the us but also with uh with work going on here in new zealand um but this is uh, you know seems to be quite a quite a big move for them to do uh this sort of trial and to get that uh that sign off from uh, the Federal Aviation Administration uh, in the in the US. So um, yeah, it's interesting and uh, and you know pleasing to see them gaining uh, you know gaining that that sort of approval. It's obviously you know I would say an, an indicator um, of their research and development to to date. Uh, must be pretty safe to uh, to get uh, the FAA ac- across the line, um, and they're going to be doing that with uh, Cessna. Uh, Caravan um, Which doing is not the, a big these, these cargo routes. No, it's but not, it's,
1: it's, a, yeah. it's not a big airplane, and B, mm. uh, Alaska's fairly empty. So, should something mm. go wrong, Could, probably a good good place. Yeah, yeah, good, good place to.
0: test. But, but, you know,
1: but you know, given that um, people have been using drones for a long time, and you've got things like cruise missiles and so on mm. that can be autonomously steered themselves to their destination, mm. I, I'd say that it's probably going to be commonplace in flight before it's commonplace on the roads because although flight is more difficult and the potential for when things go wrong to go more wrong, it's less complicated in the fact that you know Alaska's not exactly chock-a-block with aeroplanes. It's, it's not like um, on a road at you know, 8 a.m. when <laughs> it's just full of traffic.
0: So um, I think that it makes sense to do it this mm. way. Yeah. Mm and then um there were a couple of elon musk related uh stories that he's uh working on on his own ai we don't have too much information on that but uh you know he has said he's uh uh he's worried that chat gpt is train is being trained to to lean in a particular direction sort of politically so I'm I'm not quite sure how that plays out. And then of course the, the other um big thing from a Musk Company pers- perspective is the uh the Starship uh rocket launch, which you know, the the scale of it quite mind blowing. What did they say it was? Something like f- equivalent of a forty story t- tall uh yeah, sky oh, skyscraper, it's... but um a rather large explosion uh in in the yeah. end. So it didn't 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 work out perfectly. Is that just You know, path for the course with these things, or you you were mentioning before we started that that uh, he he hadn't taken on board uh, apparently uh, a a bit of advice, and so um, you know they they were getting the expected result here that they were sort of cutting corners. Engineers told him exactly this would happen,
1: yes, and they uh, and they um, they basically they cut corners, um, Mm. and that's and it wasn't. Necessarily that the explosion was because they cut corners. It was the devastation that the explosion caused yes. was much greater than it needed to be because right. they cut corners. Yeah, yep. but the thing is, is that it's kind of, I mean, it's kind of a metaphor for everything that um, in tech that that guy touches. You know that until he took over Twitter, it looked like he might be this kind of bit weird but a genius. Right now, it looks like he's a bit weird, but you know maybe not so genius you know you know what I'm saying it's just his his reputation as having that um as being infallible with technology is
0: definitely definitely gone he's he's become a lot lot yeah. more uh, you know polarizing um and yeah I mean certainly when you know when you look at what we've seen in the last few days with you know I lost my little blue tick or whatever yeah. on on yeah, uh, nice. on on LinkedIn and you're probably in the same uh boat but you know virtually nobody that's lost their tick is like oh well oh, that's a shocker i better pay um whatever yeah. you know the roughly 12 new zealand dollars to uh um you know to get yeah. it back and part of that is probably because of just how polarizing he is that that there are folks that are just like well i don't want to give my money to musk so <laughs> you know there there's there's that yeah. aspect to it um a few other aspects and we you know we were talking a few weeks ago around um meta putting Something similar in place, but you know, more more highly priced. I think about twenty five New Zealand dollars, um, you know, to to do that uh, for Instagram or or Facebook. And I, I guess um, it's going to be rather interesting to see how how that particular uh, yeah. thing plays out. I, I think there is room for a premium subscription to, to social media, but what i'm what I'm picking here um is that it's not quite so clear cut exactly what that's what that premium well, subscription is gonna look like. Will people spend a dollar a month yeah probably a lot of a lot of people would but regardless of what the the amount is you've got to make it value value for money yeah. and um for the for the blue tick for most people. That didn't have yeah you know, well, well, well it was mostly the blue tick rather than there being any other benefits and the blue tick doesn't bring a lot of benefits.
1: I, I want to say one thing about that and then I want to get back to rockets. But but um um my my thought about that is that there's actually um, evidence now around the world that people have ha- had enough of digital subscriptions and a lot of people are starting to rethink and trim their subscriptions. Um, last week when my team got knocked out of the Champions League. Um, I quit my Spark Sports subscription because, well, it's finishing anyway. But, 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 I'd been quite conscious of cutting down on digital subscriptions because I realised that there's digital subscriptions that I have which I'm not getting my value, value from. And that was before I looked at whether I should be paying anything to Twitter. So, you know, I think there's, I think there's a whole issue there, um, and I think that we're probably. As a as a society, we're probably close to peak digital subscription spending for most people.
0: And the current sort of financial climate does, yeah. it doesn't doesn't yeah, help It right? doesn't help at all. No, and,
1: and what are you going to have? Are you going to have a blue tick or are you going to have a meal? You know, it's that
0: I, I know which I choose, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have the meal,
1: thanks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I just wanna I just wanna say one thing about rockets. I uh, and and it's it's really back to the whole musk thing in in another way, right? And that is is that Probably 18 months ago, if we'd been sitting here and we were talking about Musk's plans to get people to Mars and so on, Mm. there would have been a lot of people out there uh, uh, listening to the podcast, or in general anyway, who'd be really excited about the thought of travelling to Mars. I bet you that today there aren't anything like as many people who are (laughs) looking forward to travelling to Mars on an Elon Musk rocket,
0: you know? yeah look i mean i think with with rockets we we know that it's pretty risky there's a lot of um you know work that has to be done but you know what we have seen is with the the you know falcon 9s taking um you know take, taking people up to the international space station that that side has worked reasonably well so um or yeah very very well at this at this point in time um however i think it it's a good reminder that space is hard and space is dangerous and yeah, you know, even when it seems like you're getting it all right, um, that that may not continue. And you know, we've seen that with Rocket Lab as well, right? So um it's a it's a it's a an area you try to make things as predictable as possible, but uh you don't always get there. So I and it it'll be interesting to see where we get with that in say five or ten years time. Um, ha, you know, have have they made all the right predictions and and got it right, or uh, uh, will they will they never um you know pull it off? And uh, is Falcon Nine going to kind of remain their uh, their their main uh, uh, launch vehicle? I, I I think they've got a reasonable chance of of getting there. Yeah, I, yeah, I do, but I
1: also think that um um, there's a kind of, I mean, uh, the. Reading behind the story of what happened with um, the, the the recent launch, mm, there's a bit mm, of sloppiness there, and that's mm, this, that really worries me when it comes yeah, to things like you know yeah. huge explosions and yeah. I mean, luckily no one was killed, but that need not be the case mm, in these things. Mm, mm. That's so, good um, point, yeah.
0: Um, that that sloppiness has to stop. Yeah, yeah. Now, and I imagine NASA will be uh, will be laying down the law. Um, well, that's us for this episode. Thank you, Bill. Always great to catch up. Oh, you're um, welcome. Now, people need to go to billbennett.co.nz if they want to sign up for your newsletter or yeah. check your, your most recent, um, you know, content.
1: Yeah, you won't. You won't see me much on Twitter at the moment. I'm not. I've not killed my account, but I'm just not very active there at the moment. I just. Well, I'm just sitting it out for the moment. See how that goes. Yep. Yep.
0: Yep. All right. Well, thanks everybody for uh, for listening in, and of course, a thank you to our uh, show partners to One NZ, Two Degrees, Spark, HP, and gorilla Technology. Uh, really appreciate uh, the support, and of course, we will be back again uh, next week. Now, if you've been listening to the audio and you haven't, uh, you're not yet catching uh, our videos. Do make sure you have a look. Uh, you can find the uh, the videos streamed through uh, YouTube, so you can find NZ Tech Podcast on there and subscribe. Or if you enjoy uh, YouTube, uh, you can also find the live streams across Twitter and Facebook uh, under NZ Tech Podcast. Um, and on LinkedIn, the live stream comes from my profile, so you'll need to follow Paul Spain on LinkedIn if you want to catch those videos. Um, I find uh, LinkedIn and... Um, YouTube are probably the the best in terms of alerting you if you tick the right boxes and, and so on that uh, that we're streaming uh, and of course if you're watching the video then uh, make sure you follow us through your audio uh, podcast app whatever that may be whether that's uh, Apple Podcasts um, but also Spotify Google Podcasts and and any other. Um, you know, preferred podcast apps that you might use. Um, Pocketcast is my personal favourite at the moment. It uh, has been for quite a while. But, uh, there you go. Thanks, thanks everyone. Thanks again, Bill. Cheers, Paul. And we'll be back again next week. See ya. The New Zealand Tech Podcast. Brought to you by Gorilla Technology. Proactive and strategic IT.